Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today, on the Tweed Couch, we counsel on the use of multi-effects pedals. Now, you might have noticed a different intro music. Now, the reason why it's a different intro music is because this time, we're going to do a group therapy session. You see, for the last six months, I've been using an HXFX. And for nearly a decade before that, I've used an M9 for a number of different things. So as far as my connection with pedals in the outside world, it's relatively limited. But my friend Jason has had lots of pedals over and over again, but he also goes back to multi-effects every once in a while. So he is a good one to have on a group therapy session to help us understand the reasons for and for not using a multi-effects pedal. So when do you use a multi-effects pedal? When is it just holding you back? If you're on a budget, what's the right thing for you? We're going to discuss this and more on this session of The Tweed Couch. So real quick, I guess it's probably worth it to start off with who you are. Um, because you know, people don't know it so far. I've done all of these by myself and I decided it's time to do a group therapy session. We need to do group therapy. And, um, this group therapy really comes off of the idea that sometimes there are some people who are pedal junkies guilty and they've got to have, yep. Mm -hmm. And they've got to have every pedal under the sun Mm -hmm. and a new one comes out. But here's the issue is that we are really in the golden age of pedals and gear. I mean, there are hundreds, if not thousands of drive pedals out there and they all do a great job. Back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when people plugged in their guitar, it was like guitar, cable, amp, and sometimes guitar, cable, pedal, amp. And that was it. And now it's like, Okay, so the guitar goes into this processor, which then gets split into two converters. Those converters are now going to change it to something else. I mean, I remember when people were talking about like four cable method, and now people are talking about seven cable method (laughs) all the time. And it's like seven cable. How many cables do I need? You got to have all the cables, all of them. Right. So how about you tell us uh, uh, who, you know, just give us, you know, what are we going to call you? What's your name? So I'm, I'm Jason and I have been a patient of Dr. T's for years. <laughs> we, uh, every time I have any kind of gear issue, I, I get on the tweed couch and we chat for hours sometimes. Um, I am, I am honored to be here and hopefully I can add a little insight to my merry-go-round of, uh, pedal chasing my, my dog. I have a dog named Tilly and she chases her tail all the time. And I walked downstairs yesterday. And I told my wife, I said, I'm just like that with pedals. I'm just chasing my tail, running in circles, and it's fun. I like it, just like she does. It's a, it's a great analogy. Yeah. Um, yes, and I will say that um, throughout this entire time where you say you've been on the tweed couch, you know, I, I have this, this imagery of, of me with my, my tweed jacket with elbow patches, you know, riding on. And a pipe. Yeah, in a in, in a bubble pipe, uh, you know, and, um, and and I've got this like legal pad, and I'm writing down notes. But really, the whole time, what I'm doing is I'm going, "That's brilliant, yeah, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that too." And we go both go down the rabbit hole together. So, 
Like, oh my gosh. And it's it's a complicated rabbit hole we've been traveling. A very complicated rabbit hole we've been traveling. So how did this really start? I started using Line 6 products because uh, you turned me on to it. So before that, I was like, analog pedals, that's what I need. And I had to have analog pedals. And you are the one that actually said to me, you need to get an M9 because an M9 has everything in it. Everything, yeah. And the beauty to it doing everything was that, you know, you didn't necessarily need it all. And I went, oh, no, 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 but the drives, the drives are terrible. Mm -hmm. And you were like, yeah, but then just use it for the modulation. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So you're the one that actually started all this for me. So blame me, because it is my fault. That's right. I, well, I... Oh, you know this. I love gadgets. Like I have smart plugs throughout my house. I've got Nest doorbell and I love gadgets. So whenever this came out and it's like, you can do everything, I was sold. And I just thought that's incredible because you think about it like, so you might be playing your songs, your band songs, but I'm playing Joan Jett and the Black Hearts. And then I play a John Mayer song and then I play Waylon Jennings. And then, so I like need all these crazy little pedals that you know, would, would make me sound like these records. And so, so I had this really idea of instead of having a hundred pedals, I get one pedal and it does everything. And it sounded amazing at the time. Yeah. Well, and it, and it does. What's so interesting is I think the reason why I was so hesitant to go on the, I'll get an M9 train or the M13 train or whatever was because of the predecessors of line six. Do you remember the DM4, the FM4, the MM4, and the DL4? Of course I remember. I had a pedal board with all of them on one pedal board. Don't you remember that? <laughs> it was just a big green chunk and a big purple chunk and a gold chunk and a blue chunk. I had them all. I had them. Probably multiple times I probably had them. And you know what's so funny is that like the reason why I was so hesitant is because you know I had a DL4. And that DL4 started to kind of not work appropriately. Like the switches would go out or all of a sudden a setting would get like stuck in between. And, you know, and you're like, hold on. I didn't ask for a multi-head delay. Like what happened here? (laughs) Right. And you got to remember too, I come from country music where there's one delay, maybe a slapback. And so I buy this huge green pedal and I've got four settings for like simple slapback delay. So it was a bit overkill at the time, but uh, I had to have it. Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is that it's like I had it. It started to kind of not work so right. And then it started to work right. And so eventually what I ended up doing was was getting another one because I went, well, I guess I need a backup. And then funny enough, once I got the backup, the other one never was a problem again. So eventually when the M9 had started to come down in price, because I mean, originally they were like, what, 450 bucks or something? Mm-hmm. They were expensive and they were expensive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but it did so much. It did everything that these four pedals did. And I remember, um, I remember finding one used for like 250 bucks and I went, okay, I can do that because I can still sell off the DL four for, for $175. So this is well worth it. Right. Same space, got everything in it. Yeah. Same amount of real estate. Yeah. And what's so interesting is that as far as the the reliability of the, the M9, it's worked flawless. You still have it, don't you? You still have an M9. Uh, yeah, I yeah. still have it. 
So actually, up until about six months ago, uh, it was my main fly mm-hmm. rig. Because um, essentially what happened with me was for years you were saying, oh, yeah, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And I went, I'm touring with a band. I don't need to get that because I've already paid for all this. And I had about a $6,000 pedal board between all the different pedals. I had I had three or four drive pedals on there. Um, a number of them were like the build your own clone style and uh, and everything. And I I had I had that even tied. I had both even tied. So they had the one that was that was for uh, modulation. They had one for delay. And you know, so you had I had all of this stuff on this pedal board. The pedal board probably weighed thirty pounds on its own. <laughs> you know, after you power it and do all that kind of stuff. And um, and you had mentioned the M9 over and over again. And finally, I went all right. I'll give it a shot. Well, once I gave it a shot, it was towards the end of when I was touring full time. And I had moved back down to Texas and I started playing at a church and I started doing all that. And I was like, okay, well, you know what? I could sell off three of these pedals, get about $1,500 out of them and go buy an M9 for 200 bucks. And so I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And so I did it. This was right about the time, like when you were married and having kids. And so, yeah, so $6,000 pedal boards were not the best option, right? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. And well, interestingly enough, I was probably in Texas, like maybe, I don't know, a few months and I get a call from somebody that says, Hey, I need a guitar player. Uh, can you, can you play with us? And I went, well, I guess where are you playing? And they're like, yeah, we're playing in Chicago. And I was like, well, I live in Texas. So yeah, we'll fly out. And I went, Oh, sweet. They had an amplifier for me, but I needed a pedal board. And I needed a guitar to fly with me. And that's when I went, you know, maybe I need to give the M9 drives a chance. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, that's what I ended up doing. And honestly, for the last six, probably six, seven years, I just flew with an M9 out to whatever gig I was doing. And that, that worked out great. Yeah. I, I, I've told you this a hundred times and I, I need to remember it myself, but you know, I'm like the biggest Brad Paisley fan in the world. And I remember whenever the, um, drive pedal first came out and I, I'm sure it was probably on, you know, magazine or, or in a video or something, but he said that TS-808 sounds exactly like my tube screamer. Exactly. And if there's anybody who knows tone, obviously it's Brad Paisley, but I remember here. You're talking about the screamer. Yeah, the screamer. So he said that sounds exactly like my vintage tube screamer. And that that resonated with me forever. And so I thought if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. So any moment where I started thinking, ah, this doesn't quite cut it, I thought, if it's good enough for Brad, it's good enough for me. So that that's kind of been my motto throughout all of this chasing my tail, so to speak. Yeah. And well, and what's funny is is that, you know, you put you could put one of those like Volkswagen first act guitars in Brad Paisley's hands and he's going to make that sound like Brad Paisley. True. It, you know, and that that's part of it too, is that like, not only can he dial it in, but man, he can, he can make anything sound great, you know? Yeah. And, but in, in, and you put me through his rig and it's going to sound like me. 
Which is unfortunate. Which, but true. which is unfortunate for all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a disgrace to yeah, Brad Paisley's exactly. rig. <laughs> no, I, you know, and what, what's so interesting is, is that all of this now brings us to what I'm using now. So I have the HX effects um, and, and I got it from you. And so yeah. when I bought <laughs> shocking, I know. Yeah. Which is so funny because I was like, you know, I like the M nine and you're like, yeah, but the HX effects is so much better. And I went, but I'm happy. Why would I, why would I change it? And you said, no, 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 it's really that much better. And I was like, I don't know. And what I noticed was all of the effects that were on the M nine, M 13, M five, whatever. And the, DL4, the DM4, the FM4, and the MM4, all that stuff was in this, plus like a hundred more new things. And I went, well, then I really don't have a ton to lose by getting something a little bit nicer that seems to have a little more control, and then just use my M9 as a backup. Yeah, and not just some things, but really good things like Klons and King of Tones and Timmy's and OCD and Zendra. I mean, it had almost everything I was looking for. Everything I had on my board anyways, it had that in that HXFX. And what's so funny about that is that uh, as soon as I got it, the very first thing I did was I went to all the legacy like tones and I just dialed in what was on my M9. And I was like, oh, that'll do. It's good to go. And, uh, and I played that. And actually, I've, I've taken it on. Uh, I've flown out to two shows with it. And what I noticed was at the show, um, I would find myself going, you know what? I, I feel like I could actually try and get something a little bit creamier out of this. And then I worked my way towards some of the newer renditions of things. So I still prefer the Legacy Screamer versus the 808 that they like updated it to because uh, I like some of the parameters that you get in there. But mm-hmm. I also found myself using the, the Minotaur, the, 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 basically the Centaur, the Klon. The I find myself actually using that more now than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Now, have you ever owned a Klon Centaur? I never have. I have owned every clone of a clone. <laughs> I have owned a Tumnus. I have owned, actually, I've owned multiple Tumnus from Wampler. I have had a couple of the uh, uh, Centuras, the Cheritone, I believe is how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of those, which they say are the closest. I've had KTRs. I've had Aluminum Falcons. I've had them all, Dr. T. And. I've come to the conclusion I don't love Klons. It's just, it's, it's not me. Maybe I don't play loud enough. I don't know, but I just, I don't love them. And all, all the people I love, John Mayer, Keith Urban, I mean, all these people play Klons and they sound incredible. And then I play it and I think, meh, it's just not for me, I guess. I have actually owned a real deal Klon. Um, I got it oh, back in 2000s and, uh, which is almost the price it was. No, I'm just kidding. I, I actually, it was when they were still right around like 500 bucks, and mm-hmm. um, and I found it for 500 bucks, and I thought, you know what, I'll I'll give it a shot because I know I can get 500 out of it. Um, because at the time they were upwards of seven, as low as 450, and so I went ahead mm-hmm. and bought one, and I plugged it in, and I'm not a guy that plays with a ton of gain, and 
honestly, that's what the Klon does best is not a ton of gain. And right. so when I left the Klon down lower in its sound, I found I found it was great for like an always on with single coils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I agree. But I mostly played humbuckers. So whenever I played it with humbuckers, it sounded really no different than my $50 tube screamer. And so I was like, ah, do, do I really want a $500 pedal? Do I even want it on my board anymore? I don't know. And it was maybe about three, four months later, and somebody offered me a grand. And I went, sold. And so I sold it. Yeah, right. And I sold it for a thousand bucks. And what's funny is, is that if I had waited another like five, six months, I probably could have got rid of it for like 1500 <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And people are buying them. But you said, you know, it's expensive, but it's also huge. I mean, you could put two, three pedals in the space where that one Klon would fit. So that's another trade-off. And, you know, if, if I'm going to be putting that much pedal on my pedal board, I want it to do a lot. And that's what I found is like, it's, it's cool, but for what it does, it's just not worth the space that it takes up. Well, and that brings up a different point. You want to make sure that you're utilizing all the space appropriately. So if you're trying to put everything onto a pedal train junior, then you... You don't want something that takes up almost half of it. Yeah, uh, that, and that's where I was because I kind of I'd limited myself to a pedal train junior. I said this is what I need. This is perfect. And you put a clone on there, and all or the the clone of it, and it takes up a quarter of the pedal board. <laughs> it's like, oh well, that's that's not going to work for me. So luckily, there's a bunch of people right now building smaller versions. Like I said, the Tumnus earlier. You know, it's a mini size pedal, and it sounds fantastic. And speaking of some of that, that type of stuff is what I appreciate about the HX effects is its footprint. You know, it, it is a little bit bigger than an M9, mm -hmm. but at the same time for what it packs, I mean, like my pedal board right now, I really can get away with the HX effects. I like to have a separate volume wah. I don't, like to use up one of the banks for a volume or a wah. So I like to have that separate. So I'll have like a volume wah, I'll have a uh, an HX effects, and then that will go into like the Iridium, or that will go into my amplifier, or that would go into the Kemper, or whatever. Mm -hmm. right? And it just makes it nice and easy, and it's in all of that, fits on a tiny little pedal board that fits in a backpack. Like you said, you put that into an Iridium, you've got everything you need right there. And, and you just go straight into the board, use your monitors, incredible setup. Nobody in the audience can tell a difference. Incredible. Techno like you said, we're in the golden age of guitars. It's amazing. <laughs> we really are. If you are looking for a way to help support the Tweed Couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. A king of tone. All right, so how much is like a king of tone pedal? Um, I just got one not too long ago. I want to say I paid like 330 for it shipped to me with some options. Okay, and then, um, you know, obviously uh, a Centaur is going to be somewhere in that like $1,500, $1,200 range or whatever. 
Nah, okay, I think so they're, we, I think they're closer to 2,000, 2,500. Oh, are they up there? Well, it depends yeah, on whether you got the gold one or the silver one, right? Or whether the you've got a horse or no horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, horse or no horse. Hey, there's so many different things. So, okay. So, let's say that you like the the king of tone and you like the the centaur. What what's a good uh what's um what's a good uh clone recreation? I think the Centura is probably the best one. Okay. So a Centura, how much is a Centura? You get them for like 250 straight from them. Two, okay. 250. Used maybe 200. So we're now up to about 600 bucks. Okay. Um, so that's two drive pedals. Yeah. Okay. Two, two drive, drive pedals. Yeah. What about a good good compressor? You like compressors. I do what like compressors. What compressors have you had? Okay. So I have had every compressor. And my favorite that I always come back to is the Wampler Ego Compressor. And I just bought a mini one, paid about a hundred bucks for it used. They were probably one fifty new, but a hundred bucks used. Okay, so that means that we're a compressor for about a hundred bucks. You got another six hundred bucks in drive pedals. Okay, so we're at seven hundred dollars. Yep. Uh, and and nice nice drive pedals. Yeah, too. very nice. Well, and that's the point. You know, you gotta get something that you really really like. So now, any modulations that you use, do you use like chorus or phalanger or tremolo or anything. I mean, I use, um, sparingly, I use tremolo pedals. I love, um, I know it's not popular opinion right now, but I love the full tone super trim. That's one of my favorite tremolo pedals, but a boss TR2 is incredible as well. Um, I, I like chorus. Um, I like the TC chorus personally, but they're, they don't make them anymore and they're really hard to find and kind of expensive. So, uh, maybe the TC Corona chorus. Okay. So, sorry, I was going to make a Corona joke. And yeah, I said, please not don't. Um, it's, it's too like, soon. Yeah. It's too soon. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So, now, let's say you, you said you like the Supa Trim the most. Yep. How much is a Supa Trim usually? Um, you know, probably, you can get them used for 100 bucks. Okay, and then the, uh, and then the TC Chorus? Yeah. Not the I one mean, that's probably, more expensive. The, you know. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, the ones that are easy to find, you know, probably 100 bucks for the tone print version All right. of it so now now we're up to nine hundred dollars mm-hmm. uh and what about delay and reverb do you use delay or reverb so i my favorite delay right now is the boss dm2w the Wazacraft. i love that thing but like i told you earlier i like country i like a short little slap back and it's perfect for that um i actually just bought last night i bought the keely echoes which is like a tape delay kind of thing they're a little more pricey but i will say this the delay i've had most recently was a timeline strymon timeline and you know by those you know 380 400 bucks all right so the strymon timeline is that going to give you both reverb and your delay then or do you use reverb like through the amp yeah no i usually i use um i'll use reverb either through the amp or i've got one of the boss uh tube amp expanders the waza tube amp expanders and it's got some reverbs built into that i'm not a huge reverb guy i'm not a uh ambient kind of guy i just put a little you know a little spring reverb on and kind of keep it simple right well and much like that brad paisley tone where really when you hear any reverb it's because his amp is so loud that it's crushing the speakers and the walls causing that kind of a reverb (laughs) yeah the the best kind of reverb that's right um okay so essentially what you're up to before trying to supply it with power you're at about 1300 bucks okay Mm -hmm. for 
one compressor, two drives, uh, a, a little bit of modulation and some delay. And what's crazy to me is right now, Line 6 is allowing retailers to sell the HX effects for $500. It's 100 bucks mm-hmm. off right now. Brand new. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about this so many times too. Like, I love a compressor, but I'll get that like squash kind of country sound and I love it. But then the other day I was driving down the road and I heard a Stevie Wonder song or something. It had a real funky kind of compressor on there. And I thought, well, with a ego compressor, I bend over, change the knobs with the HX effects, hit a button, I got a different compressor. It's it's just yeah. Right. It, it's it's great. But you know, the thing is, is that most people will then say, Well, I get the idea, but is it really as good as the counterpart is trying to model? Because it is a modeler. It's not like an actual analog something. It's computer chips. It's ones and zeros making mm-hmm. this thing happen. And I would say from my experience, I, it's, it's not quite the same. But from what I actually do with the pedal, playing in a band setting, nobody's going to notice the difference. Let's be honest. Tone is for us, not the audience. A hundred percent. I could not agree more. And, and I will tell you, whenever I am playing with people, I don't obsess about it, but like now for the last three, four months, like I'm just sitting up in a music room playing guitar and tweaking and turning knobs and doing this. And there's something about it that, like you said, it's for us. Like I just, I search for that feel or that tone that just hits me in the chest. Whenever I'm playing with somebody, you could put, you could plug me into a Fender Mustang on one setting and I'm totally fine the whole, the whole time, which is embarrassing to say, but true. (laughs) But, uh, but when I'm at home, I've got a wall of Dr. Z's and vintage Fenders and bad cat amps. And I've got all these things and I'm not nearly as happy at home as I am playing with a band with a simple amp. It's, 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 it's in my mind. I know it. it's all in my mind. But that's part of the fun of it, right? Well, and it is kind of the fun of trying to chase after that that tone that you're looking for. With that in mind, you've actually owned the HX effects. Yeah, I have. Mm-hmm. Why did you get rid of it? Um, let me let me rewind just a little bit and take you back. So I have had basically every pedal that I have ever wanted, and I had this dream pedal board I had. And I was about to get married and I thought, you know what? I don't need this. It's overkill. It's ridiculous. So I went and I saw a used HX effects and bought it, brought it home. And I thought, oh, I'll just mess with it. I matched it up to every pedal I had and I could get almost every pedal exactly the same. There was one that we couldn't quite get just right. But I thought, you know what? It's fine. We'll keep it. So I go, I match everything perfectly. I sell off all my pedals. And, you know, end up paying off the HX effects and then have cash on top of it. I'm in good shape. Well, then I start playing and I find myself constantly tweaking. So I get the HX effects and I love it. Like I press one button and it changes my compressor, changes my overdrive, it changes my delay, it changes the reverb, whatever. Then I can hit another one and maybe it gives me more delay and gives me less compression. Incredible. Like just incredible. The whole interface is awesome. Well, I just recently got married about a year ago. My uh, anniversary's coming up soon. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. And uh, I find my guitar playing time has lessened. And so maybe I have an hour to play at night. So I found myself upstairs. Instead of playing, I had my computer hooked up to my HXFX. And I'm adjusting parameters. And I'm moving little knobs. And I'm comparing it to something. And I'm listening to a record. And I'm trying to get this delay just right. And trying to get this compression just right. 
And one day I finally just said, forget it. I'm going to bust out the three knob delay. I'm going to turn a knob, turn a knob, turn a knob. No more menus. That's kind of my motto right now. No more menus. I, if <laughs> a pedal has a menu, I don't want it. So I have gone, again, chasing my tail. I've gone full circle or a couple of circles. I'm back to where I just want knobs. And, you know, I ended up selling you the HXFX. But recently I got an HX Stomp just to use for pedals because I like the size of it better. You know, on a pedal train, it fits on that top two rails. And I thought this is going to be perfect. It's going to be the perfect compromise. Have all these pedals. You know, we started playing Jesse's Girl lately, which is you know, obviously one of the best songs ever. Of course. I, I love it. It has, it has, <laughs> it has its own rhythm and it's not quite right with the vocals. It's the perfect song. And, uh, I, what I found myself is I would, I would hit a different overdrive or a distortion maybe. And then I'd go and hit the chorus. And I know this is a first world problem, but I'm not talented enough to hit two, three pedals and then play a solo. Like my feeble little brain just doesn't, uh, handle that well. And so with the HX effects or HX Stomp, I hit one button, boom, I've got a different distortion on, I've got a delay, I've got a chorus, and I've got what I need. So I'm, I, I go back and forth. And, and uh, like I told Dr. T not too long ago, I want to go from tweaking all the time to just playing. That was my goal. Like I don't want to tweak anymore. I want to play. So in this roundabout merry-go-round that I've got of pedals and, and modelers and everything, I decided to go back and I have simplified again as of last night, by the way, because uh, I, I wired my board up yesterday with the HXFX or HX Stomp and I was completely done. I bought some new cables, wired it up, tested all the cables, I tried it out. I think I had it on there for about an hour, maybe ate dinner, came back, started tearing stuff off, put it on a little pedal train mini and just simple pedals. And the reason was the pedal in question was the King of Tone. I was trying to match it and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to match this. I've got the overdrive just right. I've got the level just right. And I'd go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I thought, why am I doing this? Like I could be practicing my skills. I could be practicing a song. I could be, I mean, I could be writing a song, probably a bad song, but still writing a song. Um, and I just thought I'm going to just try this out. So I'm not selling anything yet. I'm not giving up on it, but what I am going to do is just try for a little bit, some simple pedals and maybe live without a tremolo for a little bit. You know, I can play Jesse's Girl without a little chorus on the solo. <laughs> and so um, I'm just going to give that a shot and see if that makes me happier because I just, I've found myself spending so much time just obsessing about how close it can get. And I'm trying to simplify. What's so interesting about that story is, you know, you, you use the analogy like a dog chasing his tail, but it's almost also like a dog finding a spot to pee. You got to circle. You got to, it's got to be just right. You keep going until you find it. Right. You know, it's just like, it's just a little bit here. And then you go find another spot a little over here. And then you, a little bit on the mailbox over there. And you got, you just, yep. you just got stuff everywhere. Oh. Or heaven forbid a dog trying to poop, you know, circle around 25 times, just find the right spot. It's, it's got to just be perfect. So in this quest to actually try and simplify what it is that you're doing, I mean, that, that's nice. To me, it seems like it would be simpler just to have one unit that you know really, really well and then just say, that's, that's all I need and I'm good to go. It, there has to be another reason why you would say, yeah, but 
even though I get that cables can go bad and I get that, you know, multiple switches could could cause an issue or I know that now I have to go out, search and buy more things if I want to change a tone or change something, even though it already be in the HX effects, there has to be something else that made you go, but it's still not worth it for me to have this HX effects. Yeah, so... Whenever I play, like I told you, I like simple knobs. Give me three knobs. If a pedal's got more than three knobs, it's probably probably too much. And what I've noticed is whenever I'm playing, for some reason, like those those the HX effects and the HX stomp, it sounds 99% like the others. And and we've matched them all before and we've we tried that. But for some reason, whenever I've got the most simple path from my guitar to my amp, it feels different to me. It feels punchier. It feels more connected. I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. So there's something to me about whenever you play it, it feels different. So I like the simplicity and I don't know if this is something psychological that I've just got to break on or, or a block on, but I have heard so many times the simpler amp is the better. It sounds the less circuitry, the better. And I feel the same about my guitar to my amp, the less stuff that's in between. I feel like the better it sounds. So whenever I'm playing the HX effects or the HX stomp, it sounds amazing. It sounds 99% there, but there's just a feel to it that feels different to me, a raw feeling a punchiness that I feel more connected to the amp. Whenever I am in a room with an amp, that's what it feels like whenever I'm playing through the analog pedals. But when I go to the HX effects, HX stomp, it sounds a little more polished or a little, um, glossier where it feels like it's a recorded version of my amp and for some reason and again it could just be a mental block it doesn't feel the same to me and so I like that feel of just the raw rock and roll kind of country you know just I'm plugging in and I'm rocking it out and I like that feel better so that's the reason I keep going back to analog pedals you know and that makes a lot of sense you know in the sense that I talk a lot during these sessions about how you should do whatever you need to do to feel inspired. So for me, if I can be inspired by something that makes ones and zeros, then great, good for me, you know. When I step on a real king of tone, it feels different to me than whenever I step on an HXFX. As stupid as that sounds, is it's probably only in my head, but it feels different. I play different. Still sound like me, but... I like the way it feels. Well, you know, I mean, maybe there's something to that click, you know, you hit it and it makes a click instead of it being like one of those momentary actuators. That's like cheek instead of the crook. That's probably, that's probably what it is. Yeah. It's the, it's the tone of the chunk of the click. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I, I only like to use a certain brand of true bypass. (laughs) Only the best gold plated diamond studded switches or nothing. (laughs) <laughs> to go on to the, the next thing, I, I will say that something that the HXFX does and it does well and it does it less complicated is if you want to do something that's series versus parallel. I have a, a few guitars that have a piezo pickup in it. That piezo pickup is to try and give it that acoustic sound. Mm-hmm. But as we all know, a piezo pickup does not sound like an acoustic. It's a it's a flavor of, but it's definitely not. Well. With the HX effects, I get to use the IRs. So I use the Sigma Audio impulse responses uh, for like a Martin D45 and also a, a Taylor 310. And both of them have like a specific mic. I can't remember what mic they are, 
and I run those in parallel, and that actually gives me a very, very close acoustic sound mm-hmm. to, to the point that when I record my Taylor and I record my Martin and I record my PRS Hollow Body 2 that's using the HX effects with these IRs, people can't notice the difference on the recording. But of course, that's saying nothing about feel. Mm-hmm. The feel is completely different between right. the PRS Hollow Body 2 and an actual physical acoustic that's resonating on your body. And I think that gets back to what we were saying. It's like, what's your priority? Are you playing for people or are you playing for you? Are you getting tone for yourself to feel good about it? Or are you trying to be a part of the band and play your piece? Yeah, and I, and I would agree with that. Of course, there are tons of things HXFX does, and we're really running out of time, so we kind of need to close things up. But there's one other thing that I would like to talk about, and that is the blessing and the curse, which is being able to plug it into the computer. Mm-hmm. I can plug it into the computer, save all my settings. I can plug it into the computer and make large, big changes on it in a very easy, usable workstation. The editor's amazing, amazing. Yeah, and, and I can actually use it as, a, um, as its own like interface to go into a, a workstation to be able to record. Mm-hmm. And so that is, that is the blessing of the HXFX. Why don't you tell us about the curse? Well, first of all, I will say the editor is incredible. I love it. I, you can, instead of scrolling through menus to find different letters, you type it in, it's done. You change things around. You want to preset it number one instead of number six, swap it out. It's easy. That's awesome and incredible. But like I said, I have spent hours with my laptop and plugged into the HX and matching and, and changing parameters on pedals and adjusting and moving and watching videos of John Mayer trying to figure out what he's got and trying to match that. I mean, just hours. Like, it it was just too many options. What do they call it? Option paralysis? Is that? Yes, it is option paralysis. That is your diagnosis for this therapy session. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes, that I will send you a check because that is what I had. Yeah, and so, like I said, incredible. You can get whatever you want, but the three knobs to me on a delay pedal were better than 10 parameters at this point in my life. Now, other people can dial in a parameter and know exactly what they want, and they're playing it for their music, and it's amazing. So if somebody were to ask me, hey, what should I get? I would say without a doubt, get an HX effects. You need something, you try it out, you see what you like. Maybe you, later on you decide to go single pedals, but I would say for 99% of the people, it's going to be everything they could ever need and more. Yeah, and, and actually that, that brings us to that, um, that probably final thought, which is if you own one, you know, like if, because right now you don't have one. Well, I've got the HX Stomp. You have the HX Stomp. And I think both of us would agree that if you already own an HXFX or you already own like an M9 or something like that, or you own the HX Stomp, you go ahead and put that in the closet and keep it. It's worth having around. If for nothing else, for when you don't have the budget to buy the piece of gear that you really, really wanted, you can go into that closet, pull out that Line 6 product, whatever it is, And you can plug it in and go, did I actually really want this? You know, I don't own a fuzz pedal. And so I don't like fuzz pedals. It's just not my style. But if I ever went, 
but I really wanted to do Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go find a Jimi Hendrix fuzz pedal. I didn't have to go find the the fuzz face or the fuzz tone or whatever. I can just pull out the M9 or the HXFX and go, yep, that is that is definitely something I don't need. Yep. I, I mean, I went through a big ZZ Top phase. Um, I mean, not even a phase. I love ZZ Top. But I went through a big playing ZZ Top phase about a month ago. And I don't have any heavy pedals at all, any distortion or fuzz pedals. So I pull out the HX right there for me. Got everything I need. And I could crank that thing up. And it was great, and I loved it. But now I'm on to a John Mayer phase. I don't need any fuzz pedals for that. So, yeah, yeah, having it handy is just invaluable. And uh, whether you use the one on there or, just, or it makes you decide you need another one, it's just it's it's fun. It's it's the chase of everything that makes it really fun and having that at your disposal. Yeah, and you know what? You're actually you're also a G bender, B bender kind of guy. So you know. How often do you hear uh, Diamond Rio with a fuzz pedal? Yeah, not often. <laughs> not often at all. But you know what? Um, it might be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you heard me trying to learn on a double bender the other day. It was a painful thing. Maybe we maybe we need to have another uh, therapy session soon on that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you, I'll, I'll counsel you on G-benders and B-benders, and you can counsel me on slide guitar. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, as we bring this therapy session to a close, I'm going to leave it to my guest to go ahead and just leave some words of wisdom to help us focus. Yeah, I would just, I would just say this. If you're a simple player and you just want to plug in and play, it could fit you, but it's probably not for you. But if you're somebody who likes to dive in and have control of every little bit that you play, and it, the interface of this thing is just incredible. They thought of everything. I could not recommend it enough, but just kind of think about it. Play whatever you prefer go that path and then play, play. Don't spend all your time tweaking. Yeah. And I would, I would a hundred percent agree with you that it's not that the HX effects is for everybody, you know, giving the HX effects to my father is a terrible idea, but the person that really would love this type of thing is someone who just loves to tweak, loves the gear aspect of it, loves the fact that everything's at your fingertips, loves the fact that uh, they could play a country tone today, and then in just a couple of clicks, they're onto dark uh, grunge metal. Yeah, and that's the beauty of this type of product is that it really is something that is small. I mean, it's it's about the size or smaller than a textbook, and it has the world at your feet. I mean, if you are unsure about what type of tone you're looking for, this thing will have it inside it and so it'll be good for that type of person yep absolutely i could not agree more with that diagnosis well that concludes our session of the tweed couch guitar therapy session my name is dr t and remember i'm not a licensed therapist but i have fun talking gear until next time (laughs) 